0: Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey,
1: welcome back in. This show is Mark Rimbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprophet.com. That's www.jewishprophet.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time, Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Decker. Uh,
2: let's go to Second Kings, if you'll be so kind to... The one thing that I have tried through the years to learn much about is to study Israel. And what I found about Israel was that there were times and places when Israel adhered unto the Lord God, that they, they uh, meditated the Word of God day and night, they observed and they did all in which the Lord God told them to do, and they had great success. They prospered and they were healthy. Their land produced, their cattle, the, the, the goats, everything produced. And then there was times in which the Lord, it seemed like that as when America have gone through, and maybe maybe the time of that through the generations may not be any different than the time that elapsed in some of these generations, but there came that time in which, bless God, that, that Israel seemed to lost track of the covenant. And as we read, uh, what the dangers are at is when we have success. Success... Can end up bringing failure if you're not careful, and and that then that success of which uh, that success of which Israel had, and if you if folks if you can imagine there was no sick among them, the land produced and they had the wheat and they had the barley they had the corn they had everything that they planted, God brought in abundance, and then all of a sudden a generation went by. I remember when I went back and talked about my great-grandfather and then my grandfather and then my father? That's what happened to Israel. They were blessed, and all of those that were around about at that time, of the elders, they knew why they were blessed. See, we, we have long since forgotten what the Abraham Lincoln, what George Washington, what Tom Jefferson, the Adams, what we forgot what kind of people they were. They were people that they pledged their integrities, they pledged their monies, and they pledged their lives to the union of the United States of America. And as I told you earlier, that's what it's going to take to bring this thing home to Israel. This is is not going to be uh, an easy uh, journey. When God began to liken this unto the Exodus, uh, for a while I didn't even understand why until I began to realize the Scripture says that there will be an exodus that will take place, that will be so great that no longer will they speak about the exodus out of Egypt. No longer will they speak about it. That has to be now. I've had people say, "Oh, that was when that was when the Israel went back to uh, went back to uh, uh, the homeland in '48." And I said, "No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. That wasn't even close to being it. There is a great exodus that's getting ready to happen." The plan is real simple. How to implement the plan <laughs> may be a struggle, all right? The plan is that you and I, now, now brother, uh, my brother over here, he, he worked out mathematically, if we, uh, if we worked at it, how this thing would begin to grow if we begin to double, that if we can double every time, every quarter, we'll, we'll be out here and uh, obviously everybody will have to work. Everybody have to work a whole lot harder than we are working. You said, "Well, I've talked to my family." Well, I'm going to tell you something. The last people in this world are probably going to accept your word is going to be your family. I hate to break the news, and it's good to keep praying for them. Don't misunderstand, but the fact of it is, you better go down the block and, and uh, about a block from home and start there. The, the 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 plan is to find Ephraim. The plan is to understand very very clearly. Not everybody's going to come into this thing. It is a remnant. When you talk about 50, 60 million people, you're saying, man, on a world basis of the population, that's a remnant. Okay? That's, that's, there's not that many people. That, to, to me, it's uh, <clears throat> overwhelming. How do you handle all this? And I'm going to tell you what a fine leader I am. Listen to this. I don't know. I don't have the foggiest idea. It scares me to think about it, okay? But I know if God is going to bring us this forward, and He has, He's not going to take us back again. Amen? He's going to take us on into this thing, and it's going to be a step at a time. It's going to be moving into it. So our place now is to say, okay, most of the people in this room today are saying, I can agree, prophet, with what you're saying. Okay, now some of you are kind of, well, I don't know about this, and I don't know about that. Don't, don't lose any sleep over it. You'll be all right. Take a deep breath, sit back, and, and here's where the catch is coming, though. And we're coming to this place, and I think I've been real kind, uh, even, even to this thing. You have got to learn to trust me, and that's not easy. You know why? Because we have got so many cock cockeyed, boneheaded preachers out here, that couldn't be trusted if they lived to be Methuselah's age. Being a preacher today is like being a crooked lawyer. You just are. Okay? And there's no sense standing here and acting like it's any different than that. We, the ministry, run it ourselves. We didn't have any help. We just did it all ourselves. All right? We can tried to convince you we're God, and then we fell off the pedestal and you found out we weren't, and golly gee, chucks. Now, the, but you're going to have to trust me at the leadership now, this being likened unto the Exodus, the first one, then we know that they, they, they came out of, of Egypt. Now, what did God tell me? The Lord said, "You go forth, and your cry is going to be is to be, come home and come out of them, Ephraim." I said, "You mean to the North America?" He said, "Well, to the church." I said, "Lord, you're, you're well, that's going to cause all kind of trouble. But what am I what?" Come out of the church, Ephraim, and come home. He said, yeah, that'll do. That's going to make friends in a lot of them, okay? We already are looked at like <laughs> we're just a little more than different anyway, but look at me. I am different. But like I told you, I've always been different, so different doesn't bother me one iota. But the fact of it is that as they came out of Egypt, they had to come, and there was some spectacular events. They got through the Red Sea. They got, they got, bless God, they got out, you know, they were around the wilderness. Moses was given the commandments. They got down to the place where, where they, had, they had this problem, they had that problem. But, uh, but the end result was they came into the promised land. What is the land that we have been reading about that was promised unto us? Israel in this book, this weekend. Now, uh, that that promise, they had to wander around in the wilderness. We have wandered around in a spiritual wilderness for how many generations? Come on. That will parallel that. We have wandered around in a wilderness, and now it's time to come out of the wilderness. Now it's time for us to to, to begin to come forth. Now, in the wilderness, we've learned a lot of things. Okay? And now the preparation where God is now bringing us to is to get us to understand we can have the promised land as soon as we fulfill the Scripture. Okay? Now that's what I keep going back to and saying, we must prepare. We, we must get you in position where you can do what? You can work the works of God. God wants you, every one of you in this room, to work the works of God. I have said and I will keep saying Brothers and sisters, miracles are going to be an everyday adventure for you in times to come. You're not going to be able to get to the prophet, so don't. So, so, you know and that's the reason I keep saying you can't chase me long enough and hard enough to catch me. I don't want to be your God. I refuse to be your God. I refuse to I bless God to tell you every little thing you email me about and want to know if that's okay. If you think well, I think God's saying to do it. I'm not, I'm not your God. I didn't sign up to be God. I signed up to be a prophet, unwillingly. Okay? I always tell the Lord I'm a holdout. Uh, the, the problem is there's no other game. I kind of wait to see if I just... At first I thought, well, now, you know, if I hold out, He'll give me another assignment. You know? Somebody used to ask me, said, Well, why don't you go up in Alaska and preach Joyce, go to African, South American and, 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 and bless God out over into Asia and all that why why don't you why don't you go to um, I said, Oh, I don't like cold weather. He said, Well, what's that got to do with going to Alaska? God you I said, oh, I don't know. I said, God just I, some of us you know, some of us are just fortunate. I said, I gotta go down there and sweat all the time. See, I said, Lord, if I've gotta if I've gotta travel, I wanna go somewhere where I you know the thing of it is, I'd rather be hot than cold. Now, some of you, some of you need prayer. When the brothers from South Dakota told me how cold it was, when they left up there, I'm going, this ain't cold. This is spring to them. The people up in the, up in the, up in the northern end of Minnesota Cold. Those of you from Milwaukee's been cold. Chicago is gonna be cold. And here we are down here in the corn patch, going, Man, we're going through the deep freeze down here. We don't even know what that is, right? But we are now at that place and that point and and, and you're going to have to trust somebody. You're gonna have to trust somebody. I'm going to introduce this evening the ministry that we have now, uh, less one. And, uh, I'm going to introduce them and let them actually introduce themselves and tell you from where they're from. And if some of you're in those areas and you haven't been able to, to find somewhere to be or whatever, uh, you go. But, you know, we want to be able, again, to find the people. We want, we want, we want to find them because you see CNN and Fox and ABC, NBC, CBS, they're all going to be there, folks. They're, they're, it's going to take a while for them to, to understand that this isn't a game. It's not a figment of mine or your imaginations. This, this is God. Now, it may take the first uh, 100,000 to get their attention. And I can't tell you how many questions people have. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? Well, I'm the leader. I don't know. You said, well, if you're the leader and you don't know, God brought us this for it, didn't he? He will take us the rest of the way. What is it? That's faith. I'll know. I'll know. Bless God. I'll know. God will. will it'll be okay. But I don't stay up at night keep saying, God, if I don't know, I ain't going. No, I'm not going to do that because I know better. God's looking for a willing and obedient hearts. That's what he's looking for. By faith we're walking forward in this thing where it's going to take us the end result is going to be Israel all those questions of how are we gonna get that who's where are we are gonna live what are we gonna do that will come trust me it will come the first thing that we have to do is begin to gather the people okay I remember and and I'm sure that uh, the, the sisters that are here that from in town here remember the time when I stood here and there was about eight or ten people, because God said, "You come down here and you clean this up and you start having church." And I did for I think it was over a year, wasn't it? And I prophesied and told them that the Lord told me to come here and be obedient, and that there would be people from all over the United States come in. Now they didn't laugh. Bless their hearts, they didn't. Donna didn't laugh. Uh, I kind of chuckled a little under my breath because I thought, God, how could that be? But folks, God's got a bigger plan than Tom Deckard. And what I want you to try to get into your spirits and into your hearts, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than all of us together. It's bigger than all of us, maybe 60 million of us is, uh, that's out here somewhere. But we are the beginning. We have gone through the birth pains of this thing, and we're birthing it now. Ah, there's nothing to that. That's, that couldn't be God. We're not under the law. You've heard it all, but now it's working. Why is it working? Because that's what the book said. Now, some of you have, have found out, that, bless God, that you're not going to exactly land the entire community uh, this week. How are we going to do it? Well, we're going to, we're, again, tonight I'm going to talk about uh, some of the things that, that we as the ministry are going to talk about this evening, and uh, then we're going to present it to you. See, uh, as I'm always saying, and I, I, it, this really never goes over, and I just kind of chuckle and in the myself every time I do it, so maybe I'm having too much fun with it. I don't know. This is not a democracy. What? Nope, it's a dictatorship. I'm the dictator. He is the dictator. And there isn't any, there isn't any we're going to have a, to have a, a church vote to see what color carpet we're putting in. That's where you're going to have to trust me. These men that you're going to meet this evening, you need to pray for them because their place is to make real certain that I stay in place. And they will be judged by God for that. They will be judged for it and because of it. But the ministry will make the decisions as the directions would go. That, see, that's a reason right now, and it, it's kind of, it, I don't want to say comical, but I sort of get a kick out of the fact that we've got people that are not real happy because we're not doing this at our fellowship, and we're not doing that at our fellowship. Well, there again, who asks you? Well, I mean, I go and I give my tithes. We're going to get to that here tomorrow sometime. Yeah, you do, and you better. That's what that's all about. But the fact of it is, folks, you have to understand that we are going to move this thing forward. I've got 33 years of experience in building churches all over this world. I know what that's all about. I know the pain and the rumpus in America, what it's about, because I built seven churches here. And I really understand when Mrs. Jones didn't like the color of the walls. Always ran them off right off. What'd you run them off for? You've got to work. You got to come. It's got to come together, not apart. Okay. See that the, the thing that the thing that there is so much to bring back to bring back together into this thing. Now, at Sukkot, Sukkot to some of us. Bless God, we did, I did a thing about, for the men. Donna did a thing for the ladies. Now, I don't know how well you know my, my lovely wife Donna, but Donna doesn't walk two steps behind the prophet. And if you think so, you're dead wrong. I, she is my wife, and I honor her. But I have the last and final authority of the say in this family. Okay? Some of you men sitting here, that's not the way it is. Your wives are running the family. That's the reason, same thing I said about the, with the thing about Hillary Clinton. Uh, I mean, this thing's going down the tubes. I think it will slide a lot quicker if she does become the president, all right, because that just ain't the way the book's written. If we're going to do the book, we're going to do the book. The problem with our society, we have tried to bring the female part of this thing up and supersede, and if you don't think so, watch the commercials on TV. Who are the dunces in the commercial? The husband. He's the, he's the dumb old boy that just can't seem to get it all right. Do you think that's by chance that that's that way? No, no. No, no. That's undermining the things of God. That's undermining the things of God. And, that, and, and, you know, that and that's the reason I keep saying to the, to the ministry, that you know, you've got to get it all in place. You've got to understand. And it isn't because I'm, I'm saying, oh, well, it's just going to be the, you know. No, I'm going to tell you something the men will guide this organization that's the way the book is that's the way we're going to do it do you women have a say yeah you have a say you're more than more than capable of, of coming and saying look what about this or what about that that's fine but that's that's where it's going that's where it's going to end we're we're, we're not going to get ourselves into a position bless god of 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 trying to take a secret ballot to find out whether we should have uh, cream pie or berry pie next, next quarterly out here. We're not going to do those things. Now, some of you, that upsets, because some of you are used to, to, to I, I think we'll use the word having an active part in the church you're in. Well, uh, we're going to uh, deactivate that, okay? Because, we, because you know what that, that causes? Now, let me tell you what it causes. The same thing that we're trying to eliminate here this weekend Judgment and discord. Now, if in fact your husband is is going to be let to make the decisions, and you and him should discuss everything. Now, see, people, some people think well, I think that that it means that hey, uh, I've got news for you. I don't care what you think. We're doing this way. No, no, no. Uh, so so As you've heard me say, Donna has, has saved my, uh, uh, saved my. Uh, 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 Walk with the Lord in certain areas a number of times but saying, you know, I think we better pray about that. And when Donna gets a check in her spirit, this prophet's listening. And we pray, and if need be, we fast about it until we come walk in agreement. Because why? At least the two walk in agreement. It doesn't work, does it? You can't build that house. So it, it, the, the whole concept of where we're at, and that's the reason, you know, when the Lord dropped this all in my bucket, I said, there ain't no way this can work. There is no way that this is going to work. When you look at this thing, this thing is in shambles. And you know then, I begin to remember. Oh, I wish I could remember the guy's name. And you know, C.M. Ward was a man's name. And old C.M. Ward just did not fit the mold of the Assembly of God Church. Now, Springfield put up with him because he drew a big crowd. Okay, and he knew how to build a crowd. He or bring a crowd. He he was anointed to do what he did. Okay, and and he never backed up one bit about saying whatever he wanted to say. And like he said, he was always in trouble with Springfield. But when God told me that, that's what I thought about the message that I heard that old man preach. And I thought, you know what? There can be a beautiful mansion built out of the shambles that the church is. We can pick ourselves up as Americans. The old story is, grab your straps, boys, and pull yourselves up. Because it's time that we go on. We have set. We have blessed God. We have been maligned. We have watched those that we love die. And yet at the same time, we never, ever fell away from loving the Lord. That is our heritage. The Lord. Okay? Let's go now into 2 Kings. Now, in the first and the 23rd uh, The 23rd chapter, if you'll turn there with me. It says there, it starts out and it says, And the king sent and and gathered unto him all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. And the king went up unto the house of the Lord and all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him, and the priests and the prophets and all the people, both small and great, And he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant which was found in the house of the Lord. Now, evidently it had been lost, hadn't it? But he read and they heard it. He read. So somewhere in all of that, and if you study that, you'll find out, bless God, that, of course, they, they weren't pleasing in the eyes of God. And so... And the third verse says, And the king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all their heart, with all their soul to perform the words of, the, of this covenant that were written in this book and all the people stood to the covenant. It meant that they agreed to the covenant. You remember when we did the everlasting covenant and how we asked you to, uh, it was important for you to make covenant with God we now have to, those of us that have made covenant with God, we must stand, we must stand with the covenant. And, that, and that's where Israel uh, had lost that, and he began to read it, and the, and the prophets were there, and bless God, they come to the place. And now, he'd come there, and he said in the fourth verse, uh, he said, and the king commanded Hilkiah, the high priest, and the priest in the in second order, and the keepers of the door to bring forth out of the temple of the Lord all the vessels that were made by Baal, and for the grove, and for all the host of the heaven, and burned them without Jerusalem the fields of Kedron, and carried the ashes of them unto Bethel. And he put down the the adulterous priests, whom the kings of Judah had ordained to burn incense in the high places in the cities of Judah, and in the palaces and, and about Jerusalem, them also that burned incense unto Baal, to the sun and to the moon, and the planets, and all the host of heaven. And he brought out of the grove from the house of the Lord, without Jerusalem, under the brook of Kedron, and burned it at the brook of Kedron. And stamped it, and, and, and stamped it, small the powder, and cast the powder thereof upon the graves of the children of Israel. And he brake down the houses of the sodomites that were by the house of the Lord, where the women wove hangings for the grove. Now what what is he really really up to in all this? He's cleansing everything. See, there's going to have to be there's going to have to be a great a great cleansing that's that's, that's going to have to take place. Now, boy, I, the thing that I really I'm excited about this. Folks, no matter what the church, no matter what your family, no matter what your friends have got to say to you, hear this. the the prophets got to say the Lord God is going to after the battle over in the valley then we're going to get to go Uh, Judah's going to be ready to say okay I think we ought to do it this way which is bring it home the children of Israel and it's going to be before this nation is completely taken down okay You and I, and I I only use this by hearing people talk about playing cards. Now, I used to do that, but I don't know anything about it. I haven't done a card thing for years. It's kind of like having an inside straight. We bless God. We have a leg up on this thing because we know something they don't know. And you can watch this thing begin to unfold. Because see for God to fulfill this book, he's got to take us home. That's his promise. Okay? Now the only thing that can hinder or begin to change that promise is if we don't stand with the covenant. And it can change it. I have told the leadership of this organization more than once, we could end up burning in hell if we mess this up. This isn't a game. It's not something that we're trying to do to bless God to impress you, them, or anybody else. It's life and it's death to those that, that bless God that that, and make the choice to those, and to those that find it, it'll be like. So we are in, we are now in into that position of saying, okay, let it happen. We know that, bless God, God has to, according to his promise, he's got to save us if we stand with the covenant. We don't stand with the covenant. And somebody said, Well, what, what do you think is going to happen if we drop the ball? Go just bring somebody else up. He'll just bring somebody else up that he always has. He always will. That's just the way it happens, boys and girls. But like I said, it might as well be us. We're here. We, we, we're crawling along in the infancy of this thing. We must as well stay. We must as well stay with the plan. Because we will. We will fulfill. And, and and the fulfillment, bless God, is what it's all about anyway with God. Now, uh, uh, when you look into, and if, and if you will look into the, uh, let's see, I did, uh, uh, what am I doing there? I don't know. I want thirteen, I guess. And the high and the high places that were before Israel, which were on the right hand of the Mount uh, of Mount Corruption, which Solomon the King of Israel had built for for Ashtoreth, uh, the abomination of the Zidonians, and for the uh, Chemus, the abomination of the Moabites, Milcom, the abomination of the children of Ammon did. The king defy. Now, and he break in pieces the images, cut down the groves, fill filled their places with the bones of men. You remember you remember when Elijah was up on the mount? You, you and you remember when when they built the they built the altars? I loved it. And and, and I'm gonna tell you something. What I like, like is that darkness gets to thinking that they can and they do. The only thing darkness can do is mock God. All right? And so we hear these old boys think. That uh, uh, the ch- the challenge from the prophet was let's build two altars. Let's decide. Well, let's just decide where God's at. If God be God, whoever God comes down with fire on the altar, he's God. Boy, they said, okay, let's do it. Bless God, they built their altar. Elijah built his. They poured the water all around it and, and on top of it, which they didn't have water anyway, but they got the water and they did it. Bless God. In the afternoon, the, the, <laughs> the prophets of Baal began to do what? They had cried out to their God, they begin to cut themselves, they begin to carry on. And all of a sudden Elijah watched the Lord God bring the fire down and consume the altar. Lift up the water, the Bible says. That is the thing that I travel on the face of the, the, the face of this earth. I have been confronted by witch doctors. By Buddhist, by Hindu high priests, all through the world. And what I found that was the most effective weapon to use was because they would come in and try to interrupt your meetings. I mean, they 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 really aren't kind, and uh, you know it's just a quick way for them to grab a uh, grab an audience is what I always get to thinking. And so I just shut the meeting down. I said, "Bring them over here." I said, come over here, big mouth. Now, this through an interpreter, of course. I don't know what they tell them. I bring them up on those big stages, and I said, uh, hey, ask him why he's being so loud. Well, because his, his God is the... I said, which one of these gods? The mouse, the rat, the monkey, the cow? I said, uh, what can his God do? Ask him. His God was God. I said, that's dandy. I look around and I find somebody lame, somebody blind, somebody something wrong with them physically. I say you'll do. Bring that one up. Get that one right there. Bring that one up here. They bring them up. They bring them on the stage. And I loved it because every time that it happened, I thought about this. I stand with the covenant. My God, he's God. I don't know who their God is, but he's not my God. And my God is with me. I said, uh, let's see if his God can heal this man, give him a miracle, or woman, whatever it was. Oh, you ought to have seen the grimace that got on their faces. Oh, they would pray, and they would carry on. And I'd stand around going, oh, boy. And finally I'd turn around and say, that's enough, that's, that's enough. We didn't wait till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It was... In fact, it was always probably at nighttime. Most of that happened. I said, that's enough. I said, bring bring the bring the bring the person to me. Brought the person over, and the Lord God, bang! Brought down the fire and healed them. Give him the miracle. I have watched Hindu high priests, I've watched witch doctors fall at my feet and say through an interpreter, I want to serve the God of the prophet. It's time to build the altars. If God be God, over let God be God. Let the fire come down. Let the power of God, let the anointing come and destroy the oak. And if you can't do that, get out of my way because you're hindering God and you're hindering me because my God brings the power down. All over the world. I watched it work, and every time I think about Elijah, I think about how Elijah must have felt when he was there. You know what? He knew what God was about to do. He knew just as sure as I know when I go do the things that I do. You know that you know that you know that you know that you know. Somebody one time said to me, he said, what do you think would have happened if if, if God didn't bring the miracle to him? I said, oh, that would probably kill me. Really? I said, what? See, I keep telling you over and over, the third world don't take it so well that you go shoot your mouth off about miracles and nothing happens. They're not quite like us Americans, you know. I mean, after all, we've heard so much of it, none of it ever happened, we don't believe it anyway. That's just sort of the way it works with us here in America. You know, I, I think I said last night about being at the service where the lady was in a wheelchair and I looked over there and getting ready to pray for people and looked over and I said, I said, darling, I said, did you come to get lucky or did you come to get healed? Because most people come to get lucky. Some of you people have been around me enough now that you can come to get healed. Because you understand it. The sisters that come up here last night, God healed them. Why? They came to be healed. They didn't come to see if a lucky set of hands was going to get laid on them. And this may be their lucky night. No, no. They came to receive from the anointing of God. Let's go on. Well, one of the things that I, that I, I begin to realize... When you begin, now let's go to we're going to go to twenty three, twenty three, and one of the things that I begin to realize that I, I and I got such a kick out of the fact that that bless God that that it began to it began to come down it began to it, you know by the anointing and you begin you begin to see the, the scales begin to fall off of people's eyes and as I said, I travel in the country and. I'd be in places and people come and tears running down their face and said, I finally know who I am. And isn't it good that we finally know who we are? Because we have searched and we have looked. For how many generations? A number of them. Uh, Let's see in uh, 2 Chronicles 36. 2 Chronicles 36. I love it. Now when things when things begin to go awry, when the people get fat, happy and lazy and begin to forget what the Lord God has done, just as his nation has done. All right, we have forgotten we have forgotten what God has done and the way he's blessed us. Listen to what happens and what happened to Israel. The sixteenth verse. But they mocked the messengers of God through the prophets, and despised his words and misused. His prophets, until the wrath of the Lord arose against the people till there was no remedy. That is where we're at in America. There is no longer any remedy. And yet we've got these these soothsayers getting on TV and on radio and getting in big crowds and saying, and I'm one of the well-known now saying, peace, peace, we come through the hard times and now everything's going to be prosperity and everything's going to be fine. And some of you have heard that, haven't you? But isn't that exactly what I've taught you that, 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 that the, the book talks about going to be in the last days? See, they, they, they don't want the truth. What they want to hear is just what they're hearing. Everything's going to be okay. But, you no, know, everything's not going to be okay. In fact, everything's going to be way not okay. As I, as I told you, uh, uh, we never again are going to see what we saw. Things would wax worse and wax worse and wax worse, until it collapses we are at the if you could hear in the spirit realm you would hear the death pangs of america even now you could hear them put your ear to the spirit listen because it's all there it is in place it's going to take place People are going to begin... See, right now, we're, we're at a place where, you know, like I said, they're, they're foreclosing all these houses, bless God. Uh, we're, they're trying to do this to save the economy. They're trying to do that to do this with. They're trying to do that to do with. Now, listen, they may do it for a while longer. But in the end, will be the death thereof of America. Where will you and I be? Well, hopefully, we're going to be preparing ourselves... So when the Lord God says, "Now begin the Exodus," we'll be ready to go. Hopefully, you'll be part of that. I pray to God it's just not me and Don and the kids. <laughs> It'd be a lot easier that way, believe you me. <laughs> I said, "Here we are, Lord. Now what? Okay. What do you want me to do? Take me to the Jordan. What do you want? To, what do you want me to? What do you want to happen to me at this point and at this time? Now, I don't know, when we come back uh, this evening." Uh, I'm going to take this just a little bit further. I, I've got some stuff that I really am anxious to get into. I've got some stuff that I, I want to, again, talk to you about. What are, And, again, you, you talk about, well, what has this got to do with defilement? It's got to do everything with the defilement because of the fact that if you don't stand with the covenant, you've defiled. And, you know, brothers and sisters, a, a lot of people say, well, I didn't know. Well, I can't be. Yes, I'm sorry. You're accountable because it's the word. It doesn't negate the fact that just because you've been in some stupid church somewhere that you didn't learn it. See, that's the reason that I keep saying to people, you have to become students of the Word. That's the reason you have to do what? You have to study and meditate therein day and night, brothers and sisters. You must do that. And if you're not willing to do that, what you, what's going to end up you doing is you're going to think, well, I'll just, I'll just trust the prophet for everything. You've got to study the Word. You've got to know in your own heart that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know. I don't think there's a problem with these things being laid out the way I'm laying them out for anybody that's in this room that thinks that they're so spiritual to all of us dummies down here that's just trying to get closer to God. Okay? I don't think there's a problem with that. There's one thing about the anointing that God's put on my life. It feeds from the top to the bottom. It always has. That's the reason I keep saying, you'll you'll take this message, and bless God, in six months, what it's taught you this weekend, what it'll teach you when you get home and study, in six months from now, it's going to speak to you in a whole different way than it spoke to you this weekend. That's the way it's supposed to work, okay? Makes my job much easier because it works for the Spirit, and you will be able to what? You'll be able to rise up. Now, uh, you know, here we, we, we talk about all this stuff, and we're saying, well, what are we going to do, you know, what? how's all this going to work, and... With the conferences and these, these, you know, these, we may have to move these, these quarterly's to different cities. I know you're all going to be sad not to get to come to the corn patch. Okay, oh, for a while we may have to have two of these in the corn patch. We may have to have one like the first of the month, one toward the last of the month, and let, let a hundred of you come this time, a hundred of you come next, and he said, well, what if there's three hundred? And we we'll do it the, and, well, you won't get to travel if you do that. That's the reason by that point. We won't stretch it further than that because at that point we'll just, in other words, we'll have an East Coast conference. We'll have a conference up in up in Minnesota. We'll have a conference out in California. Uh, down in down in Dallas. We'll have them down in Florida. We'll have them down in Tennessee. Down in Alabama. Out out north uh, North Carolina. Out in Washington D.C. How about Roanoke? Amen. We will we will move around and hold them in those areas. And bless God. We again we we'll, we we'll, we don't plan on in any way shape or form. Uh, Missing uh, any of it. But it has to grow. And, and listen, I'm going to tell you something about growth. Growth can be dangerous if you try to grow quicker than you're capable of growing. Okay? See, that goes back to me saying about young ministry. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. You got, young ministry has got to sit. And they have to be sent out. They don't go out. They get sent. And if they don't ever get sent, the first thing, if there's anything... That people need to ask young ministers is, who anointed you and laid hands on you and sent you forth. There'll come a day there'll be a there'll be a there'll be a, a great a great amount of of bless God uh, due respect given to the ministry that people come out from under. In this organization, it's going to be pretty neat because you see as we grow as you grow. I, I you know I, I asked the Lord, I think it was Wednesday this week. I wanted to see and you're going to get introduced to the people that we're using right now in the ministry. But I said, Lord, I want to see how many in the room that this coming weekend have the call that they too can minister what we're doing. And that's the reason I said earlier, there's a number of you out there. Don't you sell yourself short. Well, I'm a woman. Evidently, you don't do it. Now, wait a minute. I didn't say anything about women not being able to do what? teach within all this stuff? You bet you can. Well, I don't believe you think women can be prophets. Oh, so yeah, I do. They call them prophetess. I don't know what to think about that word, but anyhow, that's it. Because, see, I'm the guy that coined the phrase the brothers and the brethren, the sisters and the sistrens. <laughs> I don't know what to think about that one either, but I get told every time I use it. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you again so
1: much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So again, you can also get more, all the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible.
0: Don la a man that I'm a
1: man